You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 115. I am one of your hosts, Robo, and I am alongside the Halo Boys, Gage and Daniel. How are you guys doing today? Diplomatic. I love it. <laughs> the Halo I love Boys. it. I knew I was, what I was... you wrote, Dan. I know. I saw what you wrote. <laughs> Wait, oh, what I love wait, it. wait, what did I wrote? Right. You know what you you know what you wrote. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you everyone for watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search up podcast PXN or follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. And we are also live on Twitter. The topic of the show is the Game Awards. Well, more specifically, our predictions for the announcements that are going to be at the Game Awards. Uh, we're going to get right into that. But first, we always start with the PXN News of the Week. But even before that, Quick Bites, a nice little segment that Christian started a couple weeks ago. I'm going to keep it going. Got a little few Quick Bites for you before we dive into the PXN News of the Week. So the first one is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers are going to get some Halo goodies starting this month, December 8th, which is the the day that I'm pretty sure Halo Infinite comes out, right? Yes. Yes, exciting stuff. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers are also going to be getting some XP rewards as well as a cool little coding for their assault rifle. Uh, I believe this is going to be continuing each month. Is that right? Every month? Uh, yeah, every month you're going to get a cool little uh, bonus for being Game Pass Ultimate subscribers, which I think is pretty cool. I, I assume that most people are already playing Halo by using Game Pass, so if you have the premium version, you get a little bit more. So I think that's pretty neat. I'll take all the customization I can get yeah. at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Game Pass, the games for December have been announced. The big ones, I think, are, of course, Halo Infinite. Uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite, which is, I believe, the multiplayer uh, Dead Island kind of style, or uh, Left 4 Dead sort of style game. Yeah. But instead, it's, uh, it's Aliens. Uh, got Among Us coming to Xbox on console and Stardew Valley. There's Stardew a couple of other Valley. games. Yes, <laughs> that is a fun game. Everybody should definitely try that out if you haven't already. And yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff there. Final Fantasy 13 2 as well. I uh, still have to beat the first one. <laughs> but uh, yes, got a great slew of games coming for you in December. Yeah. Uh, I, any of those? Yeah, Dan. I was already interested in uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite, and I know it kind of got like average reviews and stuff like that, but I, I'll probably uh, check it out now that it's going to be on Game Pass, so that'll be cool. And, of course, Among Us as well. I will gladly check that out with you because I thought the same thing. It looked fun. Yeah. didn't look worth spending money on. But, um, yeah, it got like seven sevens and 6.5s out of 10. Everybody said it was decent, but it was just a really crowded year. So I will jump in with that uh, as well because that looks that looks interesting. Also, Stardew Valley is one of the greatest indie games ever made. I'm just I'm sorry I'm Absolutely sorry I have not. to say it. It's made by one guy, and look at how huge it is. Like you think yeah. it's a mainline game. It's, it's, Stardew Valley is awesome. Everybody should check that out. Agreed. And yeah, Aliens is definitely like the perfect Game Pass game. I think as well. So yeah, I, I may even check it out, even though I'm probably freaked out by it. But it looks it looks uh, like a good Game Pass game. Uh, the PS Plus games have also been announced for December 2021. Godfall Challenger Edition, which isn't even the full game, but you can play it if you want to. DC Superhero Supervillains is also available, and Mortal Shell uh, have been announced for the PS Plus. Uh, an interesting month, I guess. 
meh, I guess. But we're, we're at the end of the year, so I guess that's to be expected. Yeah, for um, sure. Let's jump in to the PXN News of the Week. And the first story today is Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection has been ESRB rated, suggesting a release is close by. The upcoming Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection will be the first time the PlayStation exclusive franchise will be playable on PC. And a new, clo- a new clue points to the collection being close to release. The collection will, uh, which will include remasters of both Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Last Legacy, have been rated by the ESRB. Um, PlayStation also says, where is it here? Yeah, official word from Sony says the game will release in early 2022 with P- the PlayStation 5 version due to launch a little earlier than the PC one, uh, which is being developed by Iron Galaxy. Now, uh, you guys, have have both of you played through Uncharted 4 and, and Lost Legacy? No? I, I never finished Lost Legacy. I kind of got disinterested by it. But yes, I've ble- I beat Uncharted 4 in... Ugh. Such a good game. Yeah. Such a good game. I'm excited and, to jump into it. I'm excited yeah. to jump into it. I tried to play um, the Uncharted series from first to to four after four came out, but one is uh, doesn't really hold up that well in terms of gameplay. It was a bit rough around the edges, so I, I kind of it threw me off the train. So I am looking forward to jumping into something. Yeah, yeah off the train. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to jump into this. What's weird, though, it's interesting. I wonder if something happened because they announced that Uncharted was coming to PC before they announced and gave a release date for God of War coming to PC, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because they gave this, they announced this quite a while back and then out of nowhere, Sony Santa Monica just tweeted out and was like, by the way, God of War is coming to Steam in January. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting. But I'm, I'm the, the, the PlayStation ports have been spectacular so far so i'm very excited to jump into this on pc yeah and uh the only i guess the only disappointment disappointment for me for this is is that all those pc players that don't get to play the original trilogy because like there's so many like uncharted 2 and 3 are amazing like obviously uncharted 2 is the better game uh but (laughs) it's uh, just like halo yeah no, uh, <laughs> no, those are fantastic games, and like the set pieces in those games, like we were making, you know, light of Gage's little nod that he put in there about the train. But that train sequence is phenomenal in Uncharted Two, and then the plane sequence in Uncharted Three. Like, oh, people got to play those games. Put them on PC, Sony. Come on, because they're also they're also direct sequels to each other, and it's a very yeah. linear, narrative-heavy story. It's kind of like porting The Last of Us Part Two to PC and not porting The Last of Us Part One. Like, what? Why? Yeah, I was surprised they didn't do the Nathan Drake collection as well, unless they're going to maybe shadow drop that as a tease and be like that. Maybe that's why they announced it and then it came out after God of War. I don't know. Yeah, I that. Yeah, I, I think it's like that. <laughs> so you 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 aren't able to first three. I don't know if it's so narrative heavy but the characters really do evolve uh after each uh sequel but if you play four that's that's where it's like it is narrative heavy because if you play four without playing the first three or any of the first any of them i guess it is you're losing out on that experience i don't even know if you have to play all three but you have to play at least one of them to to at least enjoy four to its maximum i think does chloe come up in in four unless it's unless this is a story spoiler it's a big moment don't answer but does chloe come in at four at any point 
I I don't think she does. I don't think so. so then yeah. that's that's the other thing too is that you'd be playing Lost Legacy and you'd be like, oh, this is cool, but who's this character? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. unless you play two, you don't know who she is. Fair exactly. Point. Yeah. So yeah, that is a bummer. So if if there's anybody out there who's looking to pick up those uh, those that collection on PC, I would highly suggest playing the uh, the first three before ju- jumping in. But it's up to you. It's probably still a really fun game to play regardless. But yeah. Anyways, moving on to the next story. CD Projekt Red is scaling back Cyberpunk 2077 support to work on the expansion. I'm reading from IGN. George Yang writes, CD Projekt Red has been gradually shifting to new projects while continuing to support Cyberpunk 2077. The studio is also allocating more resources to work on the game's expansion. In CD Projekt Red's Q3 earnings response, Q3 earnings report, it shows that the majority of the company uh, was still supporting Cyberpunk 2077 up until the end of September this year. Now CD Projekt Red is focused on Cyberpunk 2077 impending expansion along with Gwent-related projects and products involving Spoko, another studio under the CG Project Red, or yeah, CD Project Umbrella. Additionally, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series versions of CD Pro- uh, Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt are still on track for their respective Q1 and Q2 2022 releases. Um, I always mix up. I don't know why I do this when I'm reading about Cyberpunk 2077, but I always mix up Cyberpunk and the company's actual name. I don't know why I interchange them, but it's a deeper problem going on there but anyway <laughs> um you guys they're kind of scaling back support on uh, cyberpunk 27 the the core game but they're still working on the expansion have either of you tried cyberpunk 2077 or uh, i know dan you did dabbled a little bit yeah very small amount well probably like a couple hours and then i was like all right i had, I had there's so many other things that came out and i started playing other things and i never went back to it so I, at this point i'm just gonna wait for the uh next gen versions to be finished but mm-hmm. it is a little bit puzzling that they're moving on to the expansion before finishing the next gen v- ports uh first uh, obviously mm-hmm. obviously there's certain you know have art people working on the next thing you know but like keep all of your engineers and everything working on the bugs and and issues with the next gen versions to get it in our hands we'd like to play it uh or i'd, I'd like to definitely play it um because i know a lot of people really like the game on pc that had like good enough rigs to actually play it and not be unplayable but um yeah uh still interested in checking it out eventually one day yeah, that's that's what I heard from people too. Is that when you when the game works, it is a proper CD Projekt Red like uh, epic scale, really good story game. But I'm just uh, at first I was waiting until it got fixed, and now I think I'm just waiting for when it goes on sale because there are so many other games that I'm playing right now. So yeah, it's uh, I'm glad that they're not moving on to the next thing and, and just writing this game off. So even though it's an expansion and it's not bug fixes, at least it's they're not giving up on the game, which is a good news. Definitely. Yeah, I, it's definitely a game that uh, I dabbled in as well. I, I, not, not famously, but I, I, I <laughs> played it on Stadia is where I uh, oh. played it. And I actually had the best experience there because I bought it on Steam and then it was just not working. And then I right. tried it on Stadia and it, and it actually it performed pretty well for what my system was. And I, I just dropped it but because I wanted to get the best experience out of it. So it's definitely a game that I want to go back to eventually so the ship hasn't sailed completely for me but 
yeah, I, I don't know when I'm going to get back to it. Just like both of you were saying, it's, it's something that's I want to, but there's so many other things out there that, frankly, are better experiences for me personally right now than going back to that right at this time. Yeah, I see this one being like number two and three in my backlog for like years. And then yeah. something else will swap out number one. And something exactly. else will swap out number two. But Cyberpunk will always be right there. I'm like, oh, I should really play that. But, you know, and if Christian was here right now, he would agree with you guys and say there's a much better experience you could be playing right now in it's Halo Infinite. That's exactly what Christian that. would say. Yep. He wouldn't what, say anything is... about Splitgate at all. He would definitely no, that's not Christian. Yeah. <laughs> that's not Christian. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. Xbox Series S was the best-selling console on Black Friday, report says. Uh, the Xbox Series S was the best-selling game console on Black Friday, according to Adobe Digital Economy. This is no big surprise, as the Series S has been easier to find than the Xbox Series X, as well as the PS5 and the Nintendo Switch. All consoles have been affected by the ongoing global uh, pandemic and semiconductor shortage and other supply chain issues. Of course, um, the Series S is also the cheapest out of the three uh, to get next-gen right now. Um, I thought that was a really cool story, but as the article says, it's not a really a huge surprise because, as the article says, it is the easiest one to get. But I thought it was interesting that Xbox kind of, even if it wasn't the the easiest to get, do you think this would be much different? Do you think if PS5 was as easy to get as an Xbox Series S right now, would we have seen something different? Gage, um, do you think it would have been a different number, or would Series S still be at on the top because of its it being so easy to? Uh, to get or the is it be the cheapest to get i should say i think it's i think it's two things so i think it is the availability obviously like if if you have a, a maybe an uninformed parent who's just getting their child a new gaming system then they might you know be going to just get a next gen machine like what's the most powerful thing you have and then maybe the series s is all they have but i do think that xbox has been having one of its best years that it's had in a very long time um, so I think if this if the PS5 was more accessible than the Series S, they might have been even because I still think Xbox would be selling more than any other because they've had such a good year. Forza Horizon is a huge game and it's also a casual game. It's not a shooter. It's not um, you know like The Last of Us, you know, grim sort of story adult theme. Like it's a really popular game and it's also really accessible. And then you have Halo Infinite free to play. Um, again. You know, some people know that they're on. It's on PC, but if you're again, if you're a parent buying something for your kid, you're not going to buy them a four thousand dollars gaming rig. You're going to buy them a Series S so that they can play Halo with their friends. So I think I think that's it's it's both of those things coming together, and that's why we're seeing Series S on top. Because if Series S was as hard to find as the other ones, you might see a tie between that and a PlayStation product because they just continue to outsell. But I think yeah, in combination with the availability and how good of a of a year uh, xbox has been having then uh yeah i think those two things are really working in its favor yeah i i agree gage and like i also kind of think like to throw in a little bit as well like i think there are rumors out there that microsoft is actually producing more series s's than they are x's by like a significant margin so if that's true then obviously they're trying to push people to buy the series s which is a cheaper console and uh, it might, you know, make parents a little happier because they're dropping 300 as opposed to 500 on a next gen console. So when they go to the store, you know, obviously the Series S is 
a lot more accessible because of the shortages and it, it's available because people are less inclined to go after it and more supply. Uh, so parents see that on the shelves and they're like, hey, uh, what is this? And then the employees tell them, yeah, that's just a next gen console. It's just a little cheaper and all this stuff. And like we also forget sometimes like there's probably there's still probably a lot of people out there that don't even have 4K TVs. So if you don't have a 4K TV, there's really no need to even have the Series X. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a combination of things for sure. Well, moving on to the reason that, uh, one of the reasons that the Series S was so popular, it being super hard to get anything else as well. But maybe, maybe it'll be easier soon, thanks to the U.S. Congress bill that could ban bots used to purchase consoles. I'm reading from the Game Informer, a new bill introduced to, to Congress could automatically ban bots often used by resellers to buy consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, the news comes from comes by the way of Video Games Chronicle, which uh, the report that the bill, dubbed the Stopping Grinch Bots Act, uh, was introduced by Representative Paul Tanko, Senator Richard uh, Blumenthal, Blue and Senator Majority Leader Charles uh, Schumer and uh, Tanako says one our Gooch, our Grinch bots act works to level a playing field and prevent scalpers from sucking hardworking parents dry this holiday season. I urge my colleagues to join me in passing this leg legislation immediately to stop these Grinch bots from stealing the holidays. Sadly, considering the time it can it can sometimes take to pass a bill in Congress, especially during the global COVID nineteen pandemic. There is a good chance this bill won't be passed before the holiday shopping season is over. However, it's still a welcome bill despite that, as it seems to be buying a new as it seems to that buying a new gen console at MSRP will continue to remain a challenge in the new year. Um, so yeah, I think this is a a welcome <laughs> bill. Uh, it make things a lot easier for me to purchase a PS5 and many others out there as well. Um, Dan, what do you think about this this bill? So I, this bill on paper sounds fantastic and like I, I totally want to get behind this and like, you know, say that this is going to work. But like my question is, is like, how are they going to stop bots like that? This is great to say on paper that you want to stop bots and make it, you know, illegal to do that or whatever. But like the actuality of stopping the bots is the issue, because if it was yep. so simple, the retailers would already be doing these things uh, to prevent bots from grabbing everything. So I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. Like, uh, like, do you guys think that this bill's gonna like change anything in terms of like, even if it does get passed, does this change anything in terms of like people actually being able to use the bots? Yeah, I I, I think it is interesting that question because I don't know. I, I'm just not even the, the person that she would ask that this question because I have no idea what kind of technology they would to prevent somebody from using a bot on a website. I don't even know the technology you would use to just use it today, or else I probably would have gotten one to get the PS5. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it is interesting to see what kind of rules or things or firewalls and stuff they, they set in place to prevent these actions, but the retailers are, the, are not really even losing anything by having these bots True. Swoop up these consoles. They're getting their money, and True. I guess they don't really care either way. So that could be a reason why they haven't done anything. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what it would look like. <laughs> it is interesting to think about. Gage, what do you think? 
I actually agree with you 100. 100%. I think that this will probably result in more action being taken because uh, to Microsoft and to Sony, they're selling their units. They get to announce their quarterlies and say we sold X amount. Like it's not really, and again, it's not really their fault either. Like they don't care because it's not they're not responsible, right? They're putting the they're doing what technically all they have to do. They're putting their they're making their consoles and they're putting them up on their website and they're okay now you can buy. Now obviously they know that bots are 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 taking all this stuff, but again, like you said, Rashan, they're they're getting the price that they want for their consoles, so they're not they don't really have any reason to stop it. Um, but I think that this could be a reason. But also, Dan, you're right, is that they're going to pass this law that says this is now illegal. But they don't have to pass, they don't have to approve the way they go about it. They're just going to pass a law that says, okay, this is no longer legal. And then how they enforce it, we'll have to wait and see. It could end up being something that's pro consumer friendly. It could be something that requires you to put in way too much information than you want to. Like, that's the other thing. That's the other trade off. Is because right now we have the captchas and the stuff like that, but if they pass a law and the retailers say, okay, well, this is the only way we can think of to actually do that, then who knows what that looks like. But yeah, I, this is a step in the right direction for sure, because something needs to be done about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's, it's something that not only affects the gaming industry, but a lot more. Concerts, this has been happening to concerts for way mm -hmm. too long. There's so many bands that I've wanted to see. And like again, like the, like the launches of the Series X, 30 seconds after it goes live it's sold out and now the God. tickets now the tickets are you know 100 bucks each now they're 350 bucks each great fun yeah <laughs> about the i know uh, sorry go right. yes yeah, so, no i was gonna say i know sneakers is another big one that uh another industry that yes. has trouble with these bots as well but yeah, yeah dan what, are you, what were you saying how about the spider-man no way home oh tickets? my goodness <laughs> oh yeah, yeah what's going on with those what are those getting up to now <laughs> absurd I absurd prices people were, i think in some areas are getting up to like thousands of dollars for oh my god yeah because people want to see it opening weekend before it gets spoiled i guess yeah yeah yep. that's crazy are you gonna do a media blackout uh Rashan? i i almost got tickets but yeah i'll have to now because okay. i i didn't get them if i i could have gotten one for myself but i didn't really want to go to Alone. see spider-man yeah. by myself there, i i don't mind going to the movies by myself but not for spider-man i wanted to see it with some people yeah so that was a bit of a, a bummer but yeah i'm gonna have to <laughs> mute all the words just stay off of twitter for uh, for a bit until i get my tickets because i'm i am not paying a thousand dollars um if you want to if you want to link up and go see it i'm, I'm down to yes, go see it i'll let you know if if we could find tickets yes if I we can, exactly yeah <laughs> definitely love to um, moving on to the next story, Respawn has stopped selling Titanfall. Uh, Respawn Entertainment has decided to end sales of the original Titanfall game. Starting today, players will no longer be able to purchase Titanfall, and the game will be removed from subscription services like Xbox Game Pass on March 1st, 2022. Though Titanfall is no longer purchasable, players who already own the game will still be able to play. Uh, we will, however, be keeping servers live for the dedicated fan base still playing Respawn Wrote. It is not known how long Respawn intends to keep those servers around, though. Uh, Respawn also goes on to say that Titanfall is in their DNA and they will, uh, they, uh, and this incredible universe, they hope to continue this incredible universe, is what they said, along with, of course, the incredible um, hit that is Apex 2. And they want to, or not Apex, Apex Legends. They want to keep uh, doing that too. But uh, a little bit of mixed messaging, I, I guess you could say. But it is an old game to to their defense. 
Um, but I know a big thing that fans are unhappy with is just the amount of uh, problems that arose in Titanfall, like the DDoS stuff and just some really crazy bugs that were happening in the original game. And I'm just deciding, you know what, let's just abandon it. And to an extent, I get it. It, it is an old game. There's other games that they want to focus on, like Apex Legends, and even the most recent Titanfall they could focus on, too. But it is kind of sad at the same time. Uh, Gage, I saw you shaking your head. What do you think about this story? <laughs> I'm just upset. I, I've seen people getting hopeful because they say that Titanfall's in our DNA and right. look forward to continue this uh, in Apex and in the future, and they're taking that as, you know, oh, they're working on Titanfall 3. I don't think they are. I think... I think I, <laughs> Nothing gets me more riled up than talking about Titanfall. I will never forgive EA for shooting this franchise in the leg and then telling it to run a marathon. I'm so upset. I've talked about this a million times. They absolutely sabotage this franchise. And Titanfall 2 is one of the best first-person shooters that's ever come out. And it has, in my opinion, the best first-person shooter campaign, pound for pound, ever. It's it's tight. It's quick. It's got some of the most interesting and unique levels I've ever seen it's so good, and we're not getting Titanfall three for a long time. And I actually think how vague that that this is worded is that it's they're trying not to temper expectations. They're focusing on Apex, which is a cash cow, and it is a good game. It's not. It's definitely not a a, a cash grab or like a, a gimmick, like it's just a, another knockoff of a battle royale. It's a, it's a very unique game. I like the um, the sort of MOBA slash. Uh, battle royale stuff where you have heroes that have unique abilities and cooldowns and skills. It's good, but it's yeah. I don't I don't think we're getting Titanfall three anytime soon. And I'm personally not upset about Titanfall one because Titanfall two was just better in every way. And I actually tried to go back and play Titanfall one after Titanfall two had launched. And it's crazy how slow paced that mm. game is compared to Titanfall two. So I'm not super upset about that. Um, it had to be done, but I just want everybody to cool their jets a little bit, getting excited about Titanfall three because that we're not seeing that for quite a few years. Yeah, uh, I I agree um, with many of the things that you just said, Gage. But like, it is disappointing. Like like you said, Ro, uh, it's been a long time since since this game's uh, come out back in 2014. So it is understandable that they're you know closing up shop, so to speak. Uh, not quite completely because they're not getting rid of the servers yet, but they're kind of getting ready to close up shop. I feel like like a year or two, they'll probably shut down servers. Um, which it's very similar to like back in the day, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Like that was such a huge game uh, when it came out. And that was a game that I loved so much back then and played so much. And I remember about five, four or five years after that game was out and people were still playing that game and it had just become so rife with uh, mo uh, modders and 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 hackers and everything that it was just unplayable to play in that state and obviously activision didn't care or you know any of the developers didn't care at that point because there had already been four other call of duty games that came out at that that, that point so uh it does suck uh at the end of the day to see like such a iconic moment in gaming because i feel like titanfall was like a really cool original idea that you hadn't really seen before obviously you know mech assault and that kind of stuff you saw like the the mech side of things but like combining that into like a first person shooter was such a innovative and cool idea so it does suck for sure yeah yeah well here's hoping that someday some future far future maybe an alternate universe 
maybe somebody gets to enjoy Titanfall. Maybe it's not our universe, but somebody else does. Hopefully, yeah. by the time we, by the time we get to the time that Titanfall takes place, we'll have Titanfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The in the universe where uh, EA didn't release it next to Battlefield like two weeks before in between battlefield yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. in between okay. a week in between battlefield <laughs> one and call of duty infinite warfare yeah yeah <sighs> well speaking of a game that we i thought that we would never get but is almost on the on it is on the horizon quite literally dying light 2 ghost girls nearly two months ahead of its release following two delays one of the one that was indefinite and the other that only po- uh, pushed the game's release date back two months, Dying Light 2 has finally gone gold well before its release. The game likely won't see its uh, release date pushed forward, though, like Sifu's recently was, uh, with lead game designer Taimon Smectella, I think, saying that the team will not slow down. The tweet reads, Dying Light 2 has gone gold. It wouldn't be possible without your your support over all these years. We will spend an additional time making sure that we'll deliver the best possible experience for you. Thank you uh, for being with us. Can't wait to meet you in the city on February 4th. And good for them because as the article says, two delays, and this is a game that I thought was just gonna keep getting delayed. And I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's ready for release and they're gonna spend all this time just making it the best product could be when it comes out February 4th, which is something that you don't see happen very often. So that's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, experience with the original Dying Light. I have not played it, but I've heard great things. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, what, are you guys excited for a Dying Light 2? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, <laughs> very, I'm very excited for it. I think that everything we've seen thus far, I've been very happy with, and, and it feels like it's taking like that next step. So obviously, you know, you don't know until the game's out and it's in people's hands and, and see how it turns out. But yeah, I'm very excited. I just I love that combination of like Mirror's Edge, you know, clambering and, and traversal throughout the city and like zombies and like the day night cycle. Super interesting how the zombies change when it's nighttime. I just I love that world. So I'm very interested to see see what happens with Dying Light 2 for sure. Yeah, Dying Light is my favorite game of 2015. I actually think it's a cult classic. That game is great. I tried to get into the Dead Island games, and it just it never clicked. But I played Dying Light, and I was like, okay, so mobility was the missing piece to this puzzle. Because it is very much, like, everybody calls it a spiritual successor, but it is pretty much a, an, an unofficial sequel. Like, the, yeah. the combat is exactly the same. The same a lot developer. of the leveling structures, same developer, exactly. Yep. It's just they added that one tweak, and it, it's exa- it was that missing piece to the puzzle. Now, I agree with Dan. Everything I've seen looks really great. The problem is, is that I also read a lot about what's going on at the studio, and they've had quite a bit of a development right. hell going on. Yeah. And I think the guy is still in charge there that everyone was saying like, yeah, he's not great. (laughs) So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, We'll see what the finished product ends up being. They got Rosario Dawson in it now. I didn't know that was a thing, Mm -hmm. but she's, I guess, one of the main characters. She's great. So yeah, everything I've seen looks really good. Everything I've read has been not good. So I don't know. It went from being my most anticipated title to kind of worried about it, but I'm hoping that uh, it, it, is huge because that team deserves it. Dying Light is really something special. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait until see until February fourth. But um, again, I, I definitely remember what what you're talking. About. The 
development hell. I remember that being a story that we talked about on the show actually a while ago. Yeah, I think I, I was I, there I for just, that one actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I just had forgotten about all of that because it's been it so real long. bad. It was yeah, real bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not remembering it now. But um, yeah, I'm 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 excited to to check this out when it comes out February fourth for sure. Because as you said, the team has definitely been working their butt off uh, to make this happen. So I'm glad yeah. for them. Uh, but moving on to the next story, Valve confirms that there won't be any deck, uh, Steam Deck exclusive games. Valve has confirmed that it has no interest in publishing games that are exclusive to the Steam Deck. Uh, when asked about the matter, Valve's response was short and clear. No, that doesn't make sense for us. It's a PC, and it should just play games like a PC. And I think that just makes so much sense. It's interesting that this was a frequently asked question, because I think it, it just makes sense. It's a, it's a portable PC. But I just wanted to use this... Uh, this opportunity to talk to you guys about the Steam Deck and your interest in it, and like if it's something that you guys are interested in purchasing sometime when it releases or somewhere down the line, is it something that speaks to you at all? Uh, Gage, what do you what do you think about the Steam Deck? Because I, I don't know if I've talked to you about it personally yet. No, I don't think we have yet. Uh, first of all, I love their response. No PR talk, <laughs> no corporate speak. You know, that doesn't make sense. And they're absolutely right. It's just, it's a PC. That's what it yeah. is. It's a handheld PC. So anything that comes to Steam comes to the Steam Deck. Makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, so for myself, I mean, I have a gaming PC that is my main, that's my main way of playing games. So I, I won't get it personally, but I have a lot of frugal friends that are... <laughs> very happy with their consoles uh in fact i have i have one friend that has been playing the xbox the og xbox one up until just now he managed to get a series x uh he and i were both out of the hunt for the halo one um so like he we would play no man's sky together and i would be like okay i'm here i'm waiting for you and he would just be sitting there waiting to travel for like four minutes (laughs) while the hard drive spins up so i have a lot of people that are interested in pc games that i am incapable of convincing to spend a thousand dollars to get a pc built so I'm excited for the Steam Deck because it's going to open up a lot of opportunities to people um, who are happy with just you know low low budget consoles because now you can play a system that is actually more powerful than the Xbox One and the PS4. So it's it's pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I'm kind of waiting to see the Steam Deck and or not this. Yeah, the dock, the Steam dock, if, they, if that's what they end up calling it, mm-hmm. and seeing how that incorporates. Because if that adds even more power, I think the Steam Deck has two teraflops on paper, and the, the Xbox One and the PS4 had like 1.5 or 1.6 or something like that. So if the Steam Deck, or the Steam dock, <laughs> this is like the CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk thing all over yeah. again. <laughs> if the Steam dock... Uh, is like the Nintendo Switch where it actually adds a little bit of power as well. You can see something that's maybe PS4 Pro levels of power, which, you know, isn't huge nowadays, especially with the Series X and the PS5. But in terms of playing the Steam library, I mean, you've got access to all those games that came out, you know, back in the early 2000s, all this stuff, especially if you're a PlayStation guy and you don't have backwards compatibility. This just opens up a huge library of things to people, and it's very easily accessible. You don't have to open it up and clean it and maintain it and install parts on it. It's just a, a it's a PC console, kind of, right? Well, after we get the Steam Dock, once that's revealed. So I'm excited uh, by proximity from the friends that are now going to be able to have this option and not going to be able to play like things like Phasmophobia and all these fun little Steam indie games that come out that you can't play with your friends because they're on xbox or playstation so i am excited about it i'm personally not going to get it now the question is is 
<clears throat> are you gonna have to download a separate app to be able to voice chat with people? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, this is great, and uh, I think I think the most appealing thing to the Steam Deck is is like you're saying, Gage, like the price for the performance that you're getting is a great value, and people don't realize the because of the screen resolution, it's because of it being a smaller screen and the resolution being not as high because it doesn't need to be high with it being a small screen, it's less demanding for games as well. So it will make your games run better than if you had like a low powered PC plugged in and you're running like, you know, 2K or something right. resolution. So yeah, it definitely, it has mass appeal, I feel like, but I guess we'll have to see how it actually ends up panning out because I know, obviously, we all know that Steam uh, has tried their hand at, at like a console-esque um, experience already, and it didn't necessarily go anywhere. They kind of backtracked on that because uh, they're, what was it called? The Steam Box, was it? Something or, like that, yeah. Yeah. So they have experimented with this kind of stuff, but maybe with it being a handheld, it will take off a little bit more than what that did. Yeah, I don't remember the interest for the for the Steam Box because I like it was such a long time ago, I guess. But so far, it seems like a lot of people are interested in the the Steam Deck, at least from the fir the initial announcement. We'll see how, and a lot of people pre-ordered and put their like five dollars down on it. Um, so. Yeah, I tried to. I tried yeah. to put my five, just just in case. I was like, you know what? I might want this. I don't know, or get it for get it and then try and convince a friend to buy it off me. So it's like, hey, buy this so we can play. Yeah. we can play games together. Yeah, and they and they actually had to their credit a great pre order uh, process where you yeah. you could literally just order the console. It didn't matter that it was not you know they ran out of their first wave of stock or whatever. You could just order it and then it would tell you, all right, you're in this wave, so you'll get your console at this point like i think that's such a better way of doing it because you're kind of avoiding the whole scalper situation because you're like i know i'm getting my console at this date on this time or whatever and i don't have to worry about trying to pay you know twice the amount of retail for it on ebay or whatever right now could you order it uh through the web or did you have to buy it on steam because i saw it that's how i saw it is through steam uh... I don't remember exactly. I know you had to have your Steam account, and the account had to be over, I think, a year old, I think was there the parameters. Go. Yeah. There you go. Like, somebody else do this. Or even, like, yeah. six months old, a month old, you know, something. Because, yeah, that's the thing. You had to have, already have a Steam account. Yeah. There you go. If you're somebody who's looking to scalp 50 of the units and you create an account that day, so, oh, well, you can't get it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just another little tidbit I thought of, but... Yeah, and oh, there's also rumors that they're working on a, um, um, and this is this is from the same website that leaked the Steam Deck itself. But they're saying that they're working on a budget um, VR headset that plugs into the Steam Dock. So that's what I'm saying is like this could be, you know, say the Steam Dock's 200 bucks. The system itself is the lowest model is what I think uh, 300 bucks American, something like that. And then this headset, if it's anything like the Oculus, maybe it comes in around $300. That's somebody who can get started on VR for a very low cost. I don't think this Steam Deck is going to... It's not going to compete with Nintendo Switch because families aren't going to buy it. It's not something that's going to be bought for children. But I think it might carve out its own niche 
um, market where people who don't have a lot of money or, or are tight on money or whatever the reason, this is a really cheap option to get into PC games and uh, eventually VR games if the leaks are true. Yeah, definitely. There, there's, there's a Steam Deck and the Switch, as, as you were saying, they don't really compete with each other. But there are some other uh, handheld gaming devices starting to, to peep up. Like just today, there was a Razer Snapdragon that was announced where Razer and some uh, chip maker company, I think I have it here, Qual- Qualcomm, mm-hmm. was a high-end mobile chip company, is making their own like handheld gaming device. It, it runs cloud games, I think, though. So it's like it has Xbox Game Pass on there and oh. it runs 140 something games. But it's right now it's only in the developer kit, so they're sending them out to different developers to to work with. Um, but yeah, it plays like uh, Minecraft Dungeons and stuff like that. I'm trying to read uh, really quick here because I had some specs on it, uh, but I think I lost it. But there are some people. What are you that talking are... about? I think this is like 120 hertz. Um... Yes. 6,000 milliamp battery, and I can't remember what the screen resolution was. It was I want like say OLED? Points. It was OLED, 120 hertz, I think, and it was like 6.6 inches yeah. screen size or something. I can't remember what but, the resolution was, but it's, it sounded really good on paper. So yeah. what the final product ends up looking like. I think the success of cloud gaming, more specifically xCloud, is having a lot of people think twice about mobile. Because they can, even if you come up with a decently powered machine if it can run half of the game and the other half is server dedicated you're going to cut down latency and you're going to be able to get a lot more out of your system so this is cool i like the idea of mobile games coming back because we're all we're all around the same age we all grew up on the game boy advance and the ds and all this stuff and it was cool it was fun um now granted we played it in the car and we weren't the ones driving (laughs) so there was more time to play it but it's still cool i like i like the idea of mobile coming back and there's a lot of triple a games that translate really well to mobile like rec fest racing games stuff like that uh platformers hades is another i would play that if i had a steam deck or a mobile x cloud device um so yeah no it's it's cool stuff i i remember back in the day like when the psp was a thing I would always search up online, oh, does Xbox have a version of this? And I would always search, like, Xbox handheld, and there would be all these fake um, <laughs> mock-ups. I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. Is that real? And obviously it wasn't. But now we're at a point where it quite literally is, like, and there's so many versions of it. You could either have it on your iPhone or a system like the Snapdragon where it literally has the Xbox buttons on it. So it's really cool how far we have come since the Game Boy game. Yes. Um, but moving on to the next story, Metroid Dread developer now working on a dark fantasy RPG. Metroid Dread developer Mercury Steam is currently working on a third-person action RPG that will be set in a dark fantasy world and has partnered with controlled publisher 505 Games to make it. 505's parent company Digital Bros released a press release announcing that Mercury Steam's next game is codenamed Project Iron, a third-person action RPG set to release on PC and consoles. While the company hasn't commented on the potential release window for the game, it does note that the project's initial investment amounts to 27 million euros, or around 30 million dollars. Um, guys, I love Metroid Dread. It's one of my favorite games this year, so this is definitely some hype news for me personally. I don't know if you guys have played uh, Metroid Dread yet, but Mercury Steam. This isn't their first game, like. Uh, Metro Dredges, and they they worked on Metroid Samus Returns as well, and a couple of ca- uh, ca- Castlevania games. But I, it, I think it's very um, fair to say that Metro Dread is probably the, the best game that they've made. So it's it's great to to see them getting some some more work. And with 
the 505 publishers. So that's uh, that's pretty good. They publish a bunch of stuff. I don't think Control. I don't think Control is like what you. It's the game that you think of now, but they've published so many different types of. Um, but yeah, are you guys excited for this game potentially, or maybe you guys haven't dumped, dived into Dread yet, so you don't know yet. I've played just like an hour or so of the demo, but yeah, it's it was really great what I played, um, and I think it's great that Mer Mercury Seam gets to essentially you know get a new life lease on life, I guess, with five hundred five games and like Metroid Dread. Obviously, you said that's not their first game, but Metroid Dread was like a huge success for them. Yeah. So it's great that that huge success has kind of like propelled them into this next game with 505. So, and 505 has quietly done a pretty good job as a publisher. So I, I feel like I feel pretty confident with them, you know, publishing their game. So. I've never played a Metroid game in my life. <laughs> <laughs> never I, once. You could definitely start with dread. I, I have yeah. barely finished any of the other ones. I, I played a bit of fusion, a bit of zero mission. And that's it. And I didn't even beat those ones. Metro Dread was the first one that I beat, and it was it was awesome. So you say zero good. emission? Zero mission. Sorry, oh. zero mission. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> zero emission. That was a very, <laughs> a very eco-friendly version yeah. of uh, Metro. Oh man, but I, I would definitely uh, suggest it. It's a great game. Um, moving on to our final story before we get into what you got for me. DC Universe Online developer Dimensional Inc. Studios is working on a Marvel MMO. According to a recent investor uh, presentation, DC Universe Online developer Dimensional Inc. is working on a Marvel IP-based massively multiplayer online game. As reported by Eurogamer and spotted by Miller on Twitter, uh, this new MMO from Daybreak Games Austin-based Dimensional Inc. studio was revealed by an apparent company uh, and at Global 7's Q Q3 2027 2021 uh, physicals and it's one of its long-term projects. This means we will most likely wouldn't see it in 2023 at the very earliest. I don't know if you guys have dabbled in DC Universe Online. I have not, but I, I do like a good MMO from time to time. I like to dabble, and Marvel is definitely up my alley. So got my interest peaked. Gage, are, are you a little bit interested in this, or this is not a genre that you would see yourself playing? No, I actually did try and boot up uh, DC Online. What did I play on? Maybe it was the Xbox One. It was so long ago, um, I, but I couldn't. I couldn't get Xbox? past. Was it on Xbox One? I didn't think it was on Xbox. I thought it was DC. On Uni Xbox. Wait, wait, DC Universe Online. Yes, I think it was on Xbox was at it? one point. Hmm. I think it was on PS4. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Is this the one where you can create? It's an MMO. You can create your own superhero, yeah. your own costume. Yeah, I could have yeah. sworn. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, it's available on Xbox now, oh. but I don't know if it always was, but yeah. You know, I, definitely, it, I definitely did play it on Xbox. It launched yeah. on PS3. That's why I was thinking, because it didn't come yeah. to 360. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm not a big superhero guy. I like Spider-Man, and that's pretty much it. That's the only, that's the only one I'm emotionally invested in. Um, and, uh, so I'm not big on the Marvel stuff, but the idea of creating your own superhero has always, <laughs> always tickled my fancy. I mean, Definitely. we're, we're all boys. We were all, we all had an imagination <laughs> at one point, And at one point you're like, if I was a superhero, I would do X, Y, and Z, and I would have these powers and this is what my suit would look like. So it seemed really cool. I never got into a match. I just sat in queue for 
the entirety, whatever whatever playtime Xbox says I have on that game. It was all in queue. Half of it was half of it was customizing my character. The other half was waiting to get into a lobby. I never oh, actually played the game. I wanted to. I wanted to give it an honest try. So uh, actually, I think I tried it because I was listening to Kind of Funny and they were talking about it, and yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, "This sounds awesome." Never played it. Never got yeah, to play. Yeah, Greg loved DC. Yes, it was Greg. It was definitely Greg. Yeah. Yeah, Greg. Greg still loves it. He tweets about it nonstop. <laughs> Uh, it, actually, funny enough, when you were reading this and it said "spotted by Miller" on Twitter, I was thinking they were I talking about Greg Miller. Yeah. yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like you, Gage, I played a very, very well. You didn't even play, but I played a very small amount, like maybe thirty minutes of this on PS3 when I had my PS3. And, and this is actual playtime. Yes, like okay. I think there was like a hub world or something I'm remembering, and I kind of explored that for a little bit, and then for whatever reason I set it down and I never went back to it. So, uh, yeah, but obviously um, DC Universe Online is pretty well regarded from a lot of people, and Greg Miller loves it, so it must be a decent game. I mean, well, uh, he also likes the Marvel's Avengers. That's. Good point. Good point. So yeah, don't. So I'm hyping up Spider-Man the other day, and I was like, mm, I've heard that it's not great. Yeah, don't trust um, Greg Miller. What was I thinking? I, I will say that I know that the initial gameplay of Spider-Man looked like hot garbage, but the the war table that they did definitely made it look better. It's obviously more scripted, the war table, because it's a presentation, but it did look better. So I will give him that. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, you're good. That. That's pretty much my extent of it anyways. Uh, it'll be interesting to see them uh, make a Marvel version of that. And obviously, they're well-equipped to to do it. So, yeah. I, I, I think it also goes to show, like, they don't really have any competition. There's no other big games right now that it's make-your-own-superhero game. And I still think, even though I'm not a big superhero guy, if I, if I won, a, like, $100 million, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to fund a game, it would definitely be a game where it's like, Okay, create your superhero, and how you act is depends on how the world reacts to you. So if you go around killing mm. people, then you become a vigilante. And if you go around being the good guy, like, like why Mass has nobody Effect. made this game yet? Why? Like, exactly, Paragon. Mass Effect, but open world, you know, New York. And it's like, okay, you can be the Punisher or you can be Spider-Man. Like, uh, why? Why has nobody made this game yet? That's a good point. Good point. All right, we've made it to what you got for me. We made we made the we made some good conversation out of the few stories that we got. So good for us. <laughs> Moving on to what you got for me, uh, Daniel. Yeah. What you got for me? I've got, of course, more Halo Infinite. Of course, still enjoying it the heck out of it. I, it's funny that uh, they made some progression improvements, which I I know me and Gage have talked about it, and we don't even really uh, we we don't we agreed we don't even really need progression improvements at this point. It's just customization improvements that we need, and uh, like the progression is so fast now. I played last night, and the new yeah. weeklies came up, and I used my double xp i think i'm i'm close to like 70 now on the battle pass Dang. and there's Holy. yeah and <laughs> the there's last time 100. you and i played there was a good gap between us i think i'm only at 70 yes so oh yeah it, it's going a lot quicker now they add so there's up to seven matches you get more xp per match above seven matches like it starts at like 300 xp and then 200 and then 200 and then 100 etc so you get a lot more match xp now with uh, the most recent changes that they made so a lot a lot quicker rank up which that's fine that's fine 
get to my stuff quicker in the battle pass. Uh, but Forza Horizon 4, 5, I've also been playing a little bit. I played a little bit with Gage and um, uh, and Gage's friend as well. Glenn. Glenn, yes. I, might, I apologize. He may be Glenn. listening, so we'll just give him a name drop. I apologize, Glenn. I, your name escaped me for the five seconds that I was trying to think of it, and Gage swooped <laughs> in and saved me. But anyways, yeah, uh, enjoy and still enjoying that. Um, I didn't really dive in too much. But I did go back and make sure I checked in on Master Chief Collection to get all my rewards or all my <laughs> items for the week because they are still dropping new items for the 20th anniversary. I am yes, scratching that itch. I'm gonna keep. Go <laughs> I'm gonna keep going back, Gage. I keep going back to do the week the weekly challenges for MCC because I want all of the armor. I have to have it all. Anyways, I love it. That's I love all. It. <laughs> Gage, what you got for me? Um, pretty much the same as Dan. Also, I want to I want to shout out myself for that uh, that Forza Horizon session that the three of us were playing because we were all hitting the same jump, and I had to translate all of uh, all of Dan's scores from Imperial to Metric on yes. the fly. We were all comparing who could get the longest, oh and uh, yeah. <laughs> Dan's like, I have, I got seventeen hundred. How many meters? Is that? <laughs> okay, let me think about this real quick. In reality, um, I should have just changed the option in the game options. To we never dismatch. thought of that. Yeah. That would have been easiest, right? You just change it for the session, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Forza Horizon Five is great. A beautiful game. They they deserve all the props in the world. What a great um, again. What a what a great um, creative choice to go out and say no. We're doing Mexico because I could I could see how that would get pushed back from. Uh, the suits and ties that don't know video games and go Mexico, oh, desert, but like it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The game is absolutely incredible. Um, the cities and and the decals and the graffiti and all this. It's a beautiful game. Uh, Halo Wait, Infinite. Speaking of Mexico, somebody's in Mexico right now. Somebody yeah. is in Mexico right now, exploring ruins. Christian. Yes. Last we heard, yes, and hopefully um, not. Um, Anyways, a book reader. What's that book called? Oh no, I don't know. The ruins. Oh, the ruins is what the book is called. <laughs> I made a book reference, Christian. If you're listening, <laughs> smart. <appreciate> it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, uh. Halo Infinite, which yeah is unfortunate because that's the loudest criticism. Although you know what, I think it is. I think the reason people are complaining about progression is because all of the customization is at the tail end of the battle pass i think they do kind of go hand in hand people think they want faster progression but what you really want is better customization so i was glad to see 343 respond to that so quickly but i am waiting for that bigger blog where they discuss what they're going to do about customization and armor cores and pieces between it all that stuff that's what i really care about but as we said before the core gameplay is literally perfect halo infinite is so much fun i've been having a blast dan and i've been playing together a bunch of other friends, a bunch of people who are not Halo people are getting into it. It just makes my heart happy. It's good. And then uh, the last game is Hades. I finally beat Hades. I'm not going to say what happens because I've recommended it to a couple people who may be listening, but I love what they do with the ending of that game and how it feeds into the type of game that it is. I thought that was super so clever. Good. And I was, so it is so good. <laughs> and you know what's funny is I was kind of like, half caring about the story, half, like, I would listen to some conversations, other ones I'd skip through, like, I'm kind of like, okay, this is okay, I really just like the gameplay. But as soon as, I didn't skip a single thing for that final yeah. cutscene <laughs> where you're talking to that person, and I was like, this is really good. This is really something special. So I am, I mean, I was already hooked before, but now I'm like, okay, let's uh, let's get number, uh, let's get run two and three done now. 
So Hades is so good. Hades is great. I, I know I'm super late to the party, but I mean, Hades is awesome. If you like roguelites and, and dungeon crawlers and isometric action, oh man, Hades is so good. You got that bug. Absolutely. Yeah, Hades, that, hearing you talk about it makes me want to go back and, and keep going because I, I quote-unquote, like I, I keep talking about it, I quote-unquote beat it, but I haven't gone back to the end to yeah. finish the story pretty much. But yeah, I, and I, I will good. say for Christian's sake, I did it with the blade, and I did it with oh. Curse Slash, and I did use his Divine Dash uh, uh, recommendation. But I found that the Curse Slash was the best way to make it all the way through the end, where you get health back on every attack, but you have less health. Very cool. Yeah. Well, the games that I have been playing, what I've got for you guys is Voice of Cards, uh, The Isle of Dragon Wars, which I talked a couple weeks ago. It's a card-based JRPG where everything takes place with the medium of cards and the battles are done with cards and the cutscenes are with cards and the world overworld is cards. And it's really cool. I like the media to tell the story. And it's just one voice, one narrator guy who shows up in a lot of Yoko Toro's games who Yoko Toro is a guy who made the near uh, automata near replicant and all those games. Um, so it's, it's really good. The story is, very basic fantasy, but I'm assuming something crazy is going to happen because it's a Yoko Toro game, and usually something crazy happens when he's behind it. And I'm enjoying it so far, having a blast with it. And Scarlet Nexus uh, is another game that I'm playing on Game Pass. I believe it got nominated for Best RP. Um, so I definitely wanted to see what all the fuss was about because it's an anime game, and I love me some anime games. <laughs> and the combat is really fun. I also love Panda and Namco because they usually make some really cool uh, combat games as well. So. Enjoying it so far, very early on in that uh, right now, but it had an anime opening after the, like, the first couple of missions, and it's like, okay, you got me. It, you, you sold me there. <laughs> it was a hype opening, so I have to see it through now. Um, but yeah, the gameplay is really fun. The characters are very, again, anime, so if you're not into that style of storytelling, you may not enjoy the, the story so much, but the combat, I think anybody could enjoy. It's, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I do want to get back to Halo Infinite. Are about to play it? Please let me know. I, I, I definitely would like to jump in with you guys from yes. time to time. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's been a while since I, probably I guess a week since I since I booted up Halo Infinite. So I want to give it a shot again. I'm excited for you to play the campaign of Halo Infinite and see like <laughs> since you don't have as much experience with the rest of the games to see like right. what your thoughts are going to be on it. I am interested as well. Yes. Moving in, everyone, to the topic of the show. I'm very excited to talk to you guys about your game awards predictions. Everybody out there, we're going to give you our predictions for games and maybe some other things that may be announced at the game awards. And guys, I was thinking we could go like take turns, maybe Dan starts, then Gage, then myself, and then we just give one and one and one until we're we're out of predictions, I guess. What do you guys think about that? That sounds good. Yeah. All right. So Dan. What you got for us for your first prediction? All right, so this is, uh, this is taking, obviously, some, some rumors that we've been hearing and, and just, you know, diving straight ahead. And obviously, <laughs> me and Christian are going to be in the audience. And if this happens, I will be the loudest scream <laughs> in that entire freaking Microsoft theater. But Halo TV series, a, a full trailer revealed at the Game Awards with a release date when it uh, airs on Paramount Plus. I'm very excited for this. I don't care that Gage is not excited for it. I'm going to be excited for it, Gage. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if this happens, I will literally freak the fuck out. 
I will, for the jury, I will say <laughs> I am excited for it to release. I am excited for it. I'm personally not getting my hopes up that it'll be what I'm looking for, but I am excited to see it. It's got a great cast. It's got a phenomenal cast. And I am a bit of a film snob, so it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, on paper, this looks really good. It's just that one little thing. But, um, yeah, no, it, it looks... It, 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 the little trail we saw, we've seen so little. Also, it's been in yeah. development since 2015. Yeah, no. See, the more I think about it, the more pessimistic oh, no. I get. So, <laughs> I I do think this is the place to show something, though. I do think this is a solid prediction because um, this the Game Awards does like to uh, um, blend its media. Like, there's there's always a band, there's a live band, and there's it will show like uh, trailers for TV, and they do a lot of like videos of like documentaries and these little mini mini docs on games and all that stuff. Uh, interviews with developers so i think that's a solid prediction absolutely have we gotten a release date on this show yet okay just no? just like a general 2022 right now gotcha yeah. do you think we see a, a month uh at this i think we see this trailer does have an act exact day when it's if they do show it i think he's right i think we'll get an exact yeah. date yeah well that's something to look forward to we've only to been working on it for seven years so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gage what, what do you have for us uh, for your first prediction Okay, I have Stave Decay 3 written down. I This uh, this is kind of a wish, more so, but I mean, it has been two years since they showed us that cinematic trailer, so if we were to get an update, even if it's far out, I feel like this is probably a good gap to kind of touch base, and even if it's another cinematic, or if it's, like I said, one of those docs where it's just them going around Undead Labs talking to, uh, talking to the developers, and you see a little bit of gameplay in the background on the monitor or something like that. I want an update on State of Decay 3. I think it's time that we do get one. Um, I know it's not necessarily a big franchise yet, but judging from the tone of that cinematic trailer, it seems like Microsoft might be trying to prop it up to be one of their um, core franchises and offerings. And I mean, on console, it is an untapped market. There's not a lot of survival sim zombie games. Uh, open world survival sim zombie games, so I I'm hoping for that. I'm 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 hoping because Save Decay One and Two are are great games, and I'd love to see them get the full backing of Microsoft, which is what Save Decay Three is going to be. I haven't dive, dove into any of those games, but I, I've been a, a watcher from the outside, watching yeah. people play it and get excited for like Save Decay Two, and that wasn't exactly what anybody wanted, apparently. Um, it launched. But, it launched broken. It was pretty oh, good okay, okay. in terms of like its gameplay. It just ha it had a broken launch, similar launch, to a okay. lot of games. Uh, it they ended up fixing it quite a while after, but yeah. Okay. Well, before I get into my first prediction, I also wanted to say I, I took a look back at some of the previous announcements uh, of Game Awards before to just maybe give me a good idea of what could come this year. And I just realized that Century of Ashes. Do you remember this game, the dragon multiplayer game? It's a free-to-play game where you ride on a dragon and you're shooting down. Do you guys remember this? No, no. I vaguely remember something with dragons because people joked, I think, that it was like Scalebound or something. Right. Yeah, and it's a really beautiful game, but it's a multiplayer game, and it comes out tomorrow, guys. This was oh. announced at the Game Awards last year, and it literally releases tomorrow. And I was looking, it's like, oh my god, what was that dragon game? And I searched it up. I was like, maybe they update us, update us, update us on it at the Game Awards, and I find out it's being released tomorrow. So wow. everybody, check out Century of Ashes, which releases tomorrow, and it is free to play. So just wanted to let you guys know that because I totally forgot. <laughs> is it bad? I don't remember the game at all, but I remember that meme. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as you said that, Dan, I remember seeing that on Twitter where people were like, "Oh, is this scale bad?" I don't remember yeah. the game though. I don't remember the game at all. But yeah, that's cool. Did they did they announce this date as the release? 
back when they announced it at the previous? Did they say know. it was coming out December 2nd or December 1st? I don't think so. Uh, okay. I don't know, but I don't think so. I think they just gave like a, a window. Okay. Um, but my first prediction, guys, is <laughs> Resident Evil 4. It's teased. The remake of Resident Evil 4. So, I don't know if that's a crazy prediction, but I know there's been some, like, rumors ever yeah. since <laughs> 3 came out. So, uh, maybe they, they give us the, the, the VR thing came out, so maybe they're gearing up for the actual remake, proper remake of RE4. What? Wasn't there like an audio person or, or something that had just like, like a voice actor? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is true. I forgot about that. But yes, I, no, I mean, I why I made this super informed prediction because of that. Yeah. Yeah. That, so um, I just totally. that that reaction was actually because I thought you accidentally wrote in Christian's spot. So I was oh. like, I was getting I was getting ready for you to talk about the Bloodborne, and then you said that. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. No, um, Christian snuck in and he put his yeah, predictions. I, I saw, there. I saw that now. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's that's a totally safe bet because Resident Evil Two is a huge hit, and I I absolutely love Resident Evil Two remake. Uh, Resident Evil Three remake, I had fun. I w I'm not a hardcore fan of the old ones, so I didn't really notice the changes that they made. I know that some people were really upset that they shortened it quite a bit and they cut out a lot of content. But I mean, the trajectory is clear that they're going for Resident Evil Four. They wanted to start with the old ones, probably get their bearings because they know Resident Evil Four is like the most beloved Resident Evil game, and uh, that's the that's the one that I do have memories playing. So I am extremely excited about that, and I hope you are right, Rashan, because I'm so ready. If it's anything like Resident Evil Two remake, it's going to be phenomenal. And that game literally needs a remake. Like it, it, it's it's such a great game, or it was such a great game, but like it needs a remake. It doesn't play as good right now. No, the no walking and shooting nonsense is. I have no patience for that. He's elite special trained forces, and he can't waddle while he shoots. Come on, come on. Please, Capcom, give us give us what we want. Uh, but yeah, as Gage uh, hinted, Christian also uh, added his predictions, even though he's not. Still here to contribute in spirit, so I'm going to read his first prediction here. The Bloodborne PS5 patch is announced. Finally, we get 60 frames per second Bloodborne. That would be great. I think a lot of people have been waiting for this. <laughs> I, I know Christian has, um, but I, I think a lot of people in the Soulsborne slash Bloodborne community, if anything, they want a PC version of this, but if anything, at least a patch on the PS5 to scale it up a bit. So I think that would be awesome if they do announce that. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan, what is your second prediction? All right, so my second prediction, and this is going to be a long shot because I know between me and Gage, I don't know what the rest of yours are, Ro, but between me and Gage's predictions here, there's no way in hell that Microsoft is showing this much stuff at the Game Awards this year. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's uh, going to be wrong here. Yeah, they did say that it was the biggest show yet. So it's true. So maybe that's true. Maybe. Uh, but I put on here, IO Interactive is going to either announce their new partnership with Microsoft uh, and announce what game that's going to be, which it's rumored to be like a dragon fantasy esque RPG. I think is what the rumors are. Um, or if it's not that, or I, I put a caveat in here, I think they may show a first tease at their James Bond game. 
which either of those I would be very stoked to see. Uh, I obviously love IO's work with Hitman and feel like they really, every single iteration of Hitman got better and better each time and feel like they knocked it out of the park with Hitman 3. So very, very interested to see them work on a Bond game. And if they announce that at the Game Awards, that'd be awesome. A new trailer. Thank you. Yeah. They're the, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say how much I know how many people the Hitman games and how hyped people were getting for the James Bond thing and how much IO Interactive and that such a match made in heaven for so many people. So I hope that, that hope you're right that it does uh, get announced. Yeah, that's literally just what I was going to say. Literally, <laughs> IO is the perfect developer to do this. They need to do three things to make a great James Bond game from the framework of Hitman 3, right? Give Agent 47 some hair. <laughs> You don't deduct points for killing guards, and he aims his weapon with two hands instead of one. Dude, that, that's a James Bond game. There you go. That's it. That's <laughs> all you need to do. The, yeah. He's got the, the suit. Yeah. He's got the stealth, the infiltrate. Like, it's, oh, it is a match made in heaven. It really is. Like, every now and again, the stars align in the gaming sphere, and IO Interactive making a James Bond game is that. Yeah. It's so good. I cannot wait. Gage, what's your second prediction, sir? Um. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna go big for this next one. Ooh. The Last of Us Factions is oh. revealed. Maybe not a release date, but this thing. I mean, they've got they've got to show something because the expectations for this game, even though it's not in the forefront of the conversation. You gotta do the math on it. It was supposed to launch as just a multiplayer mode with The Last of Us 2. They said, no, we're gonna delay a little bit. And it's been, what, a year and a half now since The Last of Us launched? Two years? The pandemic time has messed up my brain. Did The Last of Us come out in 2020 or 2019? It was 2020 because I won Game of the Year last year, right? Right, okay, yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. So it's been a year and a half since then. And they haven't said anything about it. So I think... Uh, I, as I've said before, I think Sony might try to make this a long-standing multiplayer game where this is their multiplayer sort of thing. Um, I think we're going to get a reveal. We might not get a release date. We might not get a release window. I think it's time to reveal it and show the people what they've been grinding and working on um, because people are also going to get antsy about the next Naughty Dog single-player game. So if they come out and they show something awesome that looks super cool, there's been leaks about like a massive free-roll map where it's like a maybe Battle Royale, maybe it's like a PvPvE type thing, which would be awesome if you had to fight other players and there's clickers scattered about. Like, th this is the problem, is that people are just like, what is this game? Like, why is it taking so long? Not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Like, what are you guys doing to this multiplayer experience? That you guys have been, you know, heads down at the grindstone for a year and a half past when it was supposed to come out already. Um, I'm excited, and I think it's time to just show a little something, like an update. I think we're gonna get a reveal, but that's just me. Will this be free to play, Gage? It will not be free to play, of course not. And it's probably gonna be bundled with The Last of Us Part One and Two collection. It's also my other side note to that. But yeah, factions reveal. I want it. I think it's time. Show it. Give it to me, Jim. Give it to me. <laughs> and I'll just pick off of that. It was going to be my final prediction. Say it now because I was a little hesitant to even write it down. Last of Us Remastered uh, is announced that the little collection that they have going on with TLU One and TLU Two. I thought it was too soon, and and even for the multiplayer thing, I 
I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's time yet. I, I maybe it is. They they did say they were aggressively hiring earlier this year for their first standalone multiplayer game, which I'm assuming is The Last of Us faction. Yeah. Thing. Um, so maybe it is time to see a little bit of uh, a teaser for whatever that multiplayer thing is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I could see it happening, but at the same time, we just go another year without without seeing it. But for the remastered uh, collection, I feel like it's it's more likely, I guess, to sure. to, to to see that um, because they have The Last of Us Two is already done. They just have, and they've probably been working on this for a while as well. Um, yeah, it's it's one that's a little hit or miss for me. I don't know how I, how confident I feel about the prediction. Well, and the problem is that it's so like we don't know what it is. Is it when they started aggressively hiring? Was that the start of the project, or was that because they're like we want to ramp this up, and then they have they had a team working on this from whenever they started The Last of Us Part Two? Like we just don't know because if that is the case, it could have had that you know half of Naughty Dog working on it all the duration of The Last of Us Part Two development, and then they hired a bunch more at the tail end or the you know reinvigorating of it or whatever. Like we have no idea. Did you guys start? When you hired, is did you guys just ramp up at that point and it's almost done? No idea. No idea. I think it's I think it's time for an update. But yeah, I, nobody knows what to expect from this. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. And Christian's second prediction here, folks, is Kojima Productions video reel for his TV and music studios. So we talked about this, I believe, last week that Kojima is expanding to different uh, media's besides gaming and open a new division at his studio. And maybe we get a little tease of what he could be using that that expansion for. So I think that would be really cool. Jeff loves Kojima loves Jeff. They definitely have a bromance going on. So I could definitely see um, Kojima using this stage to kind of tease what's to come with his new studio expansion, for sure. Christian's not even here, and he's still the most based person on this podcast. <laughs> that, is, that is the safe, of all the predictions that I'm reading, that is the absolute safest one. He's yeah. he's gonna show a sizzle reel. None of those products are actually real. He's not written a single thing down. But you you bet your ass, Kojima's gonna be there with a sizzle reel. Absolutely. He's like, I have this idea for this. Yeah, project. it's gonna be Norman know. Reedus and 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 the woman from Bond, and they're just they're gonna have all these weird quick cuts of things. None of it's real, but he, it'll be there. Absolutely. I love Kojima. God bless him. God bless him. Uh, Dan, what is yes. your third prediction? My third prediction is an exciting one. Breath of the Wild 2, I think, gets a gameplay trailer and a release date. Let's go. And it's going to release next. This isn't part of the prediction. This is a joke. It's going to release next spring next to Horizon oh, no. Forbidden West, <laughs> just like last time. No, no. not again. <laughs> Oh man, um, I really hope so. I, I, those, those Breath of the Wild trailers, the like the original one, I go back and watch those every now and again. They are so good. And if we get one for the Breath of the Wild two at the Game Awards, I'm gonna get so hyped for that as well. Um, yeah, man, I, I'll never forget the one that I, I always forget the, the Zelda man's name. But when he uh, was like talking about Zelda, it was just like a nice field. And then he's just like, "Why don't you take a look at more?" And then the and then the horse just comes in, and then and ah, oh, it's so good, such a good trailer. Um, so I hope we get that, Dan. That would be awesome. People have been waiting for this for so long. So yeah, I, I hope we get a, a release date. Please, agreed. Please. agreed. 
Uh, Gage, what is your third prediction? Uh, this is probably, I think, my safest bet that I have here, but I think we're going to get an update on the Xbox uh, capture update that they've been working on for quite a while. Um, it's been a common complaint among the Xbox community that their capture system is far behind what the competitors have. I mean, not Nintendo. Nintendo's is non-existent. I mean, but... <laughs> PlayStation 5, you can do a whole lot. You can edit clips together. You can do transitions and, and slow down effects and all this stuff. And Xbox has really been sorely missing that. And they actually just, um, I think just last week, they announced a small little thing um, in terms of their update. Um, or an, maybe it was a studio they acquired or something. I remember reading a little something. But uh, it's been in the works for a while. A lot of industry insiders have talked about it, that it is something that they're working on. They did have an acquisition earlier in the year um, that, uh, that kind of lined up with that so i think we're going to get some sort of announcement about what to expect when it's coming what's happening and i think it'll be a nice little overhaul for the capture system um yeah i think we're gonna get details or a trailer or some sort of video documentary or something about the xbox capture system and the big update they have planned and uh, my next prediction my third prediction here is kind of a a, a big one but not a big one but it encapsulates a couple of different games, but indie updates. So I know sometimes they have like little smaller titles that they like to announce. Like Open Rose was year, which was a, a cool indie title with uh, a mom and daughter sort of uh, adventure by Fulbright. Fulbright has kind of gone radio silent after what happened with their uh, their leader or their uh, their head at the office there. They haven't tweeted anything since August 4th. Um, so I'm, and their game is still slated for this year, which I doubt is still happening, unfortunately. But I would love to see an update on that game. Among other games, other indie games like Oxenfree 2, uh, River City Girls, which is River City Girls 2, I mean, the sequel. It got announced earlier this year. Hopefully we get some gameplay, even though it's probably just more River City Girls. Um, and another one is uh, Silk Song, Hollow Knight Silk Song, maybe... That would be finally announced at the Game Awards. I know Christian would love that as well. Um, so maybe we finally get those uh, those indie updates at the Game Awards as well, because I know you like to see little sizzle reels of smaller titles as well. So hopefully that happens Heck for yeah. the indie folks out there. And Christian's uh, third one was Blue Point's new game. Please, <laughs> please. He says Chrono Cross remake is real? Question mark, question mark. So I'm not sure if those are the same. Maybe like Blue Point is working on the Chrono Cross remake, um, but yeah, that would be both of those would be cool. Hopefully, the Chrono Cross uh, thing is uh, revealed at the Game Awards. That'd be cool. And Blue Point, whatever they're working on, whether it be Chrono Cross or something uh, original, I would be very excited to see what they got cooking as well. Um, Daniel, what what is your fourth prediction? My fourth and final prediction is. Horizon Forbidden West gives us a brand new trailer, spanking new trailer, gameplay, you know, something we haven't seen before. And I think we will get a release date attached to it as well. Um, and as I joked before, maybe it releases next to Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> they both reveal it like the best timing would be if they're like right if they're positioned in the show to be right after one another and they're like, yeah, here's my date. And they're like, oh no, not again. Here's our date. <laughs> so good. That would be amazing. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, and I would love to see that as well. Never do seen you, it for that. Do you think uh because 
I, I think that's a safe bet as well. But do you think that it'll be um, uh, uh, a gameplay-heavy sort of demo where it's like, this is the open world, this is the mechanics? Do you think it's going to be more story sort of driven trailer? I think they'll definitely have gameplay in it, but I think there it, it probably will be like a story-based trailer because they've already shown us a giant, well, not a giant, but they've shown us a decent chunk Pretty of Pretty substantial gameplay. size, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And and with it being the Game Awards, I don't see them doing, you know, an extended gameplay dem- trailer or anything like that. I think it definitely will be like a two to three minute, you know, story-based trailer with maybe some gameplay sprinkled in. Yeah. Uh, Gage, do you have any more predictions for us? Yeah, I've got uh, two little ones that I'll just throw together. Um, two so there's, there's Well, one little one and one big one. Okay. Uh, so... There's going to be some Ubisoft nonsense. There's going to there's going to be some Ghost Recon Frontlines bullshit or some other free to play version stripped down of their IP. There's going to be no Splinter Cell. Just Excellent. Ubisoft nonsense, right? There's just going to be Ubisoft nonsense. <laughs> and then my hail mary wish. This isn't necessarily a prediction because I don't think it will happen. But my hail mary wish upon a star is uh, some sort of update on Perfect Dark. Please, I, I want it. I want it now. This game is like one of the first games I ever played as a living being creature. And it should not have been. It's <laughs> is it not at all appropriate for children. But it holds a very special place in my heart. And um I I want I want this game so bad. Um at least what I think it could be I want really bad. So an update is my Hail Mary. I don't think we will see it because we just got a reveal trailer what last year. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. That'd be awesome if if that does happen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it is a Hail Mary one for sure. Um, I feel I feel like we always have to have one of those thrown in there because if it does happen, it'll be you'll be crazy. Be crazy. Oh yeah, everybody would call you a prophet. That would be moment. my scream at the at the top of my lungs moment if they if they showed a gameplay trailer and a re- and a release window. I'd be like, I'd be losing it. <laughs> I mean, um, like someone lost it last year when yeah. they announced that that per- Perfect Dark was coming back. You know, did you lose it? Yeah, you, you haven't seen That's- that video. No, that's awesome. Because oh. you know what's funny is I don't know how much of a Perfect Dark fan you are, but I lost it as soon as the little red glitches showed up on the screen. I knew it. I knew from the little red, the real little red glitches See, before they started talking to people. Yeah, I, I was like, "That's Perfect Dark. That's Perfect Dark," and I started losing it. I had known that it was rumored that Perfect Dark was going to be their game, but like my mind was like blanked out when I realized that it was uh, when I realized that it was uh, uh, the initiative. Because when I was talking to Ro, we were live streaming it. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be the Dead Space remake," because Jeff had te- he had led into it by saying it's a it's a game from a veteran team and all of this. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the Dead Space, you know, uh, game because that right. that ended up getting shown as well. Uh, but uh, no, it ended up being Perfect Dark. And as soon as as soon as uh, Daryl Gallagher popped up, I was like, holy shit, that's Gallagher. And then it showed the initiative and I was like, oh, all right, let's go. But yeah, I didn't I didn't get it quite quite as soon as you did. I saw the uh, laptop gun on the wall and I was like, wait a minute. That looks wait a like, minute. I didn't say it out loud, but I said, wait a minute. And I let it keep playing. And then I saw the the Datadyne logo, but yeah, I couldn't fucking remember. Was... I couldn't remember the name of it. So I just was like freaking out. I was like, what? 
because it you know how it looks like a p and a d for perfect dark right like the logo but i, I couldn't remember data dine i couldn't remember the name so i was like fuck this is perfect dark yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I I I just wanted to say, Gage, I I put the uh, the video in the. I in saw the that. Chat. I okay. went to look at that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty great. Yes. <laughs> Daniel's reaction to it is pretty. Like, um, but yeah, what were you gonna say, Gage? Oh no, no, just yeah. The Data Dine logo is when the oh, whole okay. crowd lost it because that's 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 one of the most recognizable ones. I wish I was live streaming it because I started losing it and my friend was there and at that point nothing happened except for the little red, the little red specks. <laughs> but I just from when you boot up. Like in the main, I just, I just knew it. I knew. I started freaking out. He's like, "What are you? No, they haven't even showed anything yet." Yeah. I was like, "It's perfect dark. It's perfect dark. I know it." And then, of course, it turned out to be that. Yeah, I'm so excited for this game. I would love, I would love an update. We're not gonna get one. I would love mm-hmm. one, anyways. Yeah. And uh, my final prediction is sort of a pie in the sky one too, uh, with uh, the history of Telltale games and where they are right now. But Wolf Among Us too. Maybe we finally get an update on this. This was announced that they are working on it last year. I think at the Game Awards as well, so maybe it is too soon. But I would love to see a little bit more about this. They are developing the entire season uh, at once, so I think that's awesome, kind of following in the footsteps of uh, the Life is Strange. I think they did that for one of the Walking Dead. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I was going to say, I think they did that for the last Walking Dead. I don't think they did. They released it episodically still. Um, But I think it is so much better to just release it all in one huge package. But anyways, I would love love this to be uh um revealed a little bit more get a peek behind the curtain it's not just a little another little update to just give us some hope that it is coming along uh, smoothly uh, because man i love the wolf among us the original was, was so good and so good. Uh, i would love i would love to play the sequel so hopefully they don't shut down again <laughs> before they before they make this I didn't know they were. I thought they were yeah. done. I didn't know they were still around. So somebody oh. came and somebody came and bought yeah. them and saved them. Then right. Okay. Well, the last update to that story, for whatever reason, was that they were going under. Sort of. Sort of. A company bought the the naming rights to Telltale, and it's not the same. It's not all the same people. There are some people that returned, but it's not all the same people. So then, I guess this will be the test to see if the if the right people stayed, and that it feels like. So I, I haven't played The Wolf Among Us. I know that's like one of their best ones. Yes. Um, I played uh, obviously the Walking Dead games, and the Walking Dead season one is like probably the most emotional I've ever gotten playing a video <laughs> game. It's absolutely brutal. Um, but yeah, I uh, that might be one that I pick up on the Xbox actually if it's on sale. Pick up The Wolf Among Us because I know that a lot of people talk about that as if it's one of their best ones that they've done. It's great. Absolutely, it is really good. I would definitely recommend you try it out, Gage, for sure. Um, and anybody else out there who hasn't tried it, definitely pick up The Wolf Among Us before, hopefully, The Wolf Among Us 2 comes out. Um, but if there aren't, aren't any other predictions, we could wrap up the show. What happened to Blue Box? Oh, what what did happen to Blue Box? What happened to Blue Box, huh? Where's that Silent Hill game, Kojima? Yeah. Yeah, throw that in your sizzle reel. I think Christian's out oh, there still hoping for that. Yeah. Um, What's going on with that? Here's hoping it's at the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, again, for watching us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And you can find us as podcast services as well, everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Gage. And thank you, Christian. You are here in spirit. You <laughs> gave us your predictions. Thank you for that. I hope you're having a good time in Mexico. And anybody else out there, thank you for listening. I am Rashawn. 
and later will be greater. Much love. Later.